Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week, I want to share with you the key to peace of mind. I know it's quite a grand gesture or promise, it's a big thing. Um, I'm kind of promising you here, but for me, it really is the thing that makes the difference. And it's really played out in my own life. And the key to peace of mind, well, I'm not going to tell you now. Let's dive in and find out. Recording this on a lovely day, sitting in the middle of a field. So you may hear some background noises. I spent many years trying to find the key to peace of mind. I was such a warrior. I could never be truly content. I was always worrying about the next thing. My mind is always racing ahead. My mind is always solving a problem. I could be a meal but never fully present to the people I'm with because my mind is somewhere else. I couldn't necessarily enjoy a holiday because I was worrying about getting back, the travel back. I used to work for an airline and sometimes you get bumped off with staff. Worrying about things that haven't happened yet. That fear of future thoughts. And I was desperate trying to find happiness and peace and contentment. So I started my personal development journey, trying to seek this key to, to peace of mind. And I thought I found it. I really truly believed my fear, my worry was, was justified, that it was caused by the, the circumstances. When I began to learn, actually, that was my thinking creating that experience. It began to change everything, and that wasn't the key for me. For some people it is, but that still wasn't the key for me. Because my attention went from the outside world to what's in my head. I could suddenly see that I had this stream of anxious thoughts just going through my head. Just happening. I had no control over it. I just did it. It was like a a habit or an addiction. I think many of us are addicted to thoughts. But I could really see it wasn't the outside world, it was my thinking. This commentary in my head, that's what's creating my experience, that's what's creating my fear. But then I started to resent it. Wish it wasn't there, trying to get rid of it. Because if that's the causing the problem, well, if I can't change the outside world, that's no longer the problem. This is the problem. And it just stopped my thinking. Stop thinking this way. Think to, think to think more positively. And I used to resent this habit of mine because I couldn't control it. I couldn't beat it. It was just there. So I used to begin to resent it. Resent my thinking. I used to try and push it away. The thing is, when we struggle with our thinking, when we struggle with our state of mind or our experience in any way, what I mean by experience, it could be our thoughts, it could be an emotion. When we struggle 
with our human experience. We give it strength. We go into battle with it. What I mean by struggling is it could be trying to push it away. Knowing it doesn't serve us, trying to get rid of it, wishing it wasn't there. It could be trying to change it. Trying to change our negative thinking to positive thinking. It could be like me, just resenting it. Just resenting the fact it's there. Or it could be trying to ignore it. Avoid it. Ignore it. The thing is, all those things add thought into thought. And I did find the key for me. My key to peace of mind was allowance. Allowance. Allowing that thinking. Seeing it for what it is. The more I did that, it took the power out of it. And part of me was felt scared to do that. I thought, surely if I allow it, it's just going to get stronger. I'm giving it more power. I need to contain it. I need to be stronger than it. No, it was the opposite. And I see that with clients time and time again. The more they allow their experience, it just moves on. It just moves on. I probably shared this story before, I'll share it again. It's, there's a film called A Beautiful Mind from the 90s, and it's about a mathematician called John Nash, who won the Nobel Prize for Economics, a very intelligent man. He developed paranoid schizophrenia. His form of schizophrenia meant he saw characters that he thought they were real, so he started talking to them, he started interfacing with them. He was a very intelligent man working with very top psychiatrists. He knew these characters were not real. But the moment he started talking to them, they had him. Our insecure thinking, our fearful thinking, it generally, genuinely believes it's there to help us. It thinks our survival is dependent on it. It starts from a very young age. There's a mammalian part of our brain thinks our survival is dependent on the pack being secure and our position, the pack being secure. So John Nash saw characters he thought they were real, but they're still thoughts, their imagination. Whether it's worry or schizophrenia, it's still a relationship with thought, imagination. And I know schizophrenia is not as simple as that, but it's but it is a big part of it. It's the fact we believe our thoughts. That's what gives it more power. That's what gives our anxiety, our worry, our busy mind more power. So, John Nash had an insight. One of the characters he interfaced with was a little girl. And she wasn't getting any older, but his son was. It was his son's birthday. And he realised this has been going on over a number of years. And over the years, his son's been getting older, but she hasn't. So she can't be real. He had what I call a change of heart. A realisation, an insight. Not a change of thought. He knew intellectually they weren't real. But those are aha moments. They're moments of realisation. We hear something in our heart. We see something more deeper it comes within us. It moves from information to transformation. So it's our aha moments. We start to see things with more reality. So we had an aha moment. And from that moment, those characters didn't disappear from his experience. He didn't get rid of them. 
began to change his relationship with them. He began to allow them because he knew deep down they weren't worthy of his attention. He knew deep down he could just ignore them. So he allowed them. And he walked through them like ghosts. They took the power out of them. And gradually they just got weaker. Instead of being in front of him, yelling at him, they went to the edge of the room into his periphery vision. And they gradually disappeared. And they came back occasionally with tired or stressed. Allowance is a double D40 of change. If they don't, don't know wherever you are in the world, no, double D40 is a can of spray oil. Here in the UK and I think other places around the world, it's a very common solution to most DIY problems. Unsticks things and anyway. Yeah, allowance is a double D40 of change. I also think Insights and realizations is how change really happens. I like to think I create a space for my clients to have insights, realizations, have a change of heart about who they are, how life works, where happiness comes from, their security, their well-being. Most of us to have too much thinking going on in their heads. There's no point adding different thinking in there. Too much going on as it is. It's about having less thinking. It's about having a change of heart and see things afresh. And that slows our thinking down. Because those insights bring us closer to reality, the truth that we are okay. That we're okay. And we're okay whether we feel okay or not. We're okay whatever we're thinking or feeling. Which means we don't have to pay, our, pay too much attention to our thoughts and feelings. We can allow them. We can see them for what they are, just movies, imagination. We can allow them. And then... What happens is, this is the magic, this is the real nugget, that our mind is a self-correcting system. The more we allow it, our mind settles on its own. There's nothing we need to do to make it happen. We think we need to change our thinking, make it more positive. No. Our default setting, when we stop interfering with the system, our default setting is actually peace, well-being, contentment, possibility, Resilience, all this innate state that's within us, we don't even realise it's innate. It's like a toddler having a tantrum. They have nothing on it, they allow it. And then what happens? They go back to being okay again, soon forgotten, without any intervention. That's how our mind works. Our mind is a self-correcting system. Sometimes we're going to get triggered, we're human. Sometimes we're going to get upset about stuff, we're human. But that's okay. There's nothing we need to do about it. The more we see it for what it is, the more we realize we're living the experience of our thinking. There's nothing needs fixing, nothing needs changing. We're just in a thought storm right now, that'll move on. Just like your breath. You exert yourself, it calms down on its own. Your mind's the same. The more we allow it, it settles. It's like surfing a wave. Just surf the wave. You'll come back to peace. You'll come back to flow. Because actually it's your default setting. It's your default setting. It may not be your, may not be your habitual setting. But it's your default setting. I'm loving you.